I thought I had mono once, but it just turns out I was really bored. <laughs> unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Ladies and gentlemen, 2024 is here. We have a few new changes here at Canadian Motocross Unfiltered, presented by Racetech. Racetech.com is joining us and is going to be helping us push further down the road and making this bigger and better. And we might even see Noof's face at times, and we're going to see Ken ride more. And it's <laughs> going to be glorious. 2024 is coming in swinging, and I got my boys on the line. I'm Ryan Gold. I'm going to kind of be the new host side of things. Ken is going to be more of a taking clips and making sure he gets all the stupid shit that me and Noof say, so we can put it out on our social channels, all that good stuff. But I got Ken and Noof on the phone. Kenny, how you doing, buddy? Uh, doing good. Yeah, excited to get this one out. How's the snow? How's this? How's Saskatchewan? Uh, we got to about three inches last night, and we're supposed to get another six to seven uh, coming You're up here. Still not a lot, though, right? No, it, it was. There was absolutely none. Like you just see big cracks in the ground because it's, been it's cold, changing, boys. The the landscape of Canada. It's not mm. quite the frozen tundra that we're so used to well the problem um, is i got my snow bike ready to go so there's been no snow that's what happens how okay, what, okay we're gonna have to get into that like we gotta <laughs> yeah, get we us, oh. questions this is news thus eh, Goldie? <laughs> again here we go breaking news something I'm, brand I'm new for ken ken has a snow bike in saskatchewan <laughs> where there's no snow it's mm. the ever uh new if i hear your voice on there buddy uh what's going on glad to have you 2024 we're here we got our first snowfall last night in BC. Oh, well, not oh BC. shut down and the right, province. We haven't had any snow either, like the the North Shore Mountains and stuff like that. Uh, it's been it's been a warm warm winter. So, yeah. um, I watched it up this morning. Uh, I'm not at the office today, staying home for the day here. Um, and literally, it was a complete shit show on the news with the first snowfall. It was absolutely awesome to see people. I, I love it when you tell me when it snows out there because it's like <laughs> it just reminds me of how crazy one part of our country can be. And we're called, you know, for most people think of Canada, right? Can they think cold snow? Yeah. Right. Heaps yep. of it. And BC, it's like basically like California. Out there. If they get snow, it's just like, oh, my God, it's Armageddon. Yeah. We can't yep. drive. Can we go to the store? Is there milk and bread? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Um, it's the only time that I wish I had a plow truck. Because you could probably <laughs> charge yeah, you can make thousands and thousands of dollars to these people just so they could go and feed down the road to their offices. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the companies just absolutely rake it in. Like, they couldn't wait to see it snow last night because they would have put salt down. Like, it, it just, it's ridiculous. It's, something's wrong. Well, welcome to the show, Race Tech, Racetech.com. Uh, Varese, Nagy, um, Wageman, all boys that use it there at A1 on the weekend. Big shout out to Checkers and the gang for jumping in and supporting the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. We will have lots with Race Tech and Racetech.com throughout the year. So big supporters. And Charlie Johnston, he is our go to guy. And Noof, we're going to work on something to really try to get our listeners in the hands and the oil and the, the, the sure. the greatness sure. the shins here we go the greatness that is Charlie Johnson racing suspension. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, I think that that's going to, that's going to work out good. Galdi, we'll start putting that together. I'll talk to Charlie this week. Uh, my suspension's actually headed that way uh, this week as well off my uh, KTM factory edition, 450. I can't like, I, I love that you go to do that and we're supporting Charlie Johnson, but can you not just put a few more hours on the bike before you get it done? Listen, I'm a much more serious racer than you. Okay. So just get over it. Uh, Ken, I don't believe that that's what we heard last time. Right. Remember, yeah. this was the Monday or t- a couple Mondays after Rita Cross. He said, I felt like I've never ridden before. Yeah, I hit like it months. sucks. I sucked. Like, that's what I heard. Yeah, I've been riding over the holidays, though, man. I got I got five hours on that thing or four and a half hours on it. Uh, so here we go again, Ken, our friend, Ryan Lockhart, running race tech suspension, Charlie Johnson supporting him. And there's zero photos or footage of him racing <laughs> for our social feed for our fans to see. The new ride so beautifully, so elegant out there on the track. Yeah, I'm not ready to share that yet. I got to be. Oh. Tough. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not ready. I uh, also, the, I saw the Red Bull graphics on. Man, I look like a Red Bull athlete out there. No, oh, you got to run those all year. No way. No you way. and Chase Sexton, teammates. Yeah, I, well, teammates. we are kind of. I mean, we're on the same bike. Yeah, Plessinger, Sexton, you and Juju, Newf and Juju. Hey, he was impressive, hey? There's a there's a, there's a, a, a YouTube channel we could, or show we could create. The New for Juju Show. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. One completely waxer, one rookie, and they mesh together to form an alliance of, for YouTube Greatness. glory. Greatness. Um, also, shout out to KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, and Gas Gas Canada, Bristol Coachworks, Callus Moto, and um, those guys joining on board. For Really appreciate them for last year. We're uh, in negotiations moving into 2024, so we'll get back with them. But big shout out once again to Racetech, Racetech.com. Check them out. Um, Kenny, we got a list of things to kind of get into this first show of the year. Obviously, we had A1. Um, that's, our, you know, everybody's talking about that. Uh, we got a cool interview that I got to sit down with Julian Bennett that we'll throw in here later on. Uh, Guillaume St. Cyr, Cole Thompson, um, the Sunday scaries. Uh, Ken, you don't know what this is. I, I don't know no what idea. this is, but this yeah. is this is something that Newf has brought to my attention. Um, and I have um, some beef uh, towards the end of the show that I need to share about the Niagara Falls area where I spent my New Year's Eve. And I feel I'm vi- I, 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 I need some vindication on it. It was ridiculous, some of the beef that I have down there. There we go. So what's on the list, Kenny? Where are we starting? You mentioned in some texts that the uh, we can expect a Triple Crown Series schedule coming up here. What What date is that? Uh, so they said on their social, uh, January 15th. So, uh, seven, six, seven days away, um, that it will be official schedule will be posted, uh, memberships across the province, um, outside of Ontario, cause mine at AMO was already done. Um, and then, yeah, schedule, I mean, we've already kind of brought it up right now. If we, we are about 99%, 99.9% sure it's done and everything. Yep. You haven't heard anything this week, if it's changing at all. I have not heard one thing from anybody that it could be changing. I'm maybe assuming that the reason of January 15th is because they're adding in the arena crosses and the supercross portion thing, maybe, or like, I have no idea why January 15th, it seems like a random date to be honest mm. with you, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see it come out. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I feel like Manitoba might not be on the, on the schedule. And I don't know why I just feel like that. You're, oh, this is your groundbreaking, or you're just I'm breaking news. This come, does this come? News. This is the Sunday scaries. These are the thoughts Sunday that you have. <laughs> Sunday scaries. I'm scared for Manitoba. <laughs> Go with that. Uh, so yeah, in a week or so time, we yeah. should we should know the the entire schedule, um, out west, out east, and uh, what's going on, and and all that good stuff. So that's uh, 
uh, again, it's pretty much done. We've said it a few times on the show, but once you actually see it in, uh, in your, in front of you on Instagram or on websites or whatever it is, then it's official. Maybe they're just going to drop a bomb and there's going to be an East and a West that we've been saying. They don't listen to our show. No, I know they don't. They don't listen. They don't listen. (laughs) Kenny, uh, what's next? I guess just get into the racing stuff. Julian Bennick, I guess would be the perfect place to start. He had a great night in, uh, Anaheim. Yeah, you 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 know this kid better than anybody yeah. on here. Let's let's talk about it. it. Was it was pretty awesome. I won't let some of the details go in the podcast that we'll put in here in the show. But uh, my, I was I I love Canadian racers anyway, as do you. But I was I was pretty pumped. He did make one last year, right at Oakland. I think it was. He made, yeah, he only made one last year, right? So, but this one was just like the first one of the year, like the hype and the yeah, ah, pretty damn cool for the kid. Yeah, a couple things. I mean, obviously, I I've known him for years and years and and we've all known Oliver right Galdi Galdi you raced with him I raced with Oliver the dad and stuff and it's a it's a cool story no matter what I mean they he is like literally just no bullshit around him they they grind it out they show up to the track and and he put in the work and it's good to see but I wasn't feeling very confident for him coming in he got mono like he he tested positive for mono leading up to it so he hasn't been riding um he hasn't been feeling good and I'm sure that he talked about it, Galdi, um, in the in the uh, pod that you did with him today. But he broke his thumb in practice again, or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, and he really didn't qualify that great. I mean, it was it was okay, but he's a racer, and man, I was so proud. It gave me goosebumps seeing him seeing him cross the line like that. And I mean, he he rode into that main pretty easy out of that LCQ. Yeah, I thought Ken, he was going to win it. Do you something. think uh, before I get your answer there? Do you think Noof cried? <laughs> when he well, saw his BC racer climbing into that main event. I don't know about cried. He should have. He should have. That's something. We there was, emo- was there any hugging news? A lot of high fives because I was watching the race with a whole bunch of guys, right? Stan Sloboda, Joey, all those guys, right? And they all mm-hmm. know Oliver and, and stuff. It was a pretty cool moment seeing yeah. him seeing him do that. I mean, I didn't definitely didn't get the same feeling of watching Cole Thompson go into the main, right? Like, I mean, that's great that he was in there, but... Seeing somebody that comes from, you know, your local area that, you know, has worked hard and put in the work and it was great to see. Thoughts, Kenny? Uh, yeah, I think there was a there was a point uh, right when he got into second, I thought he might win the LCQ. That would have been sweet. Uh, but I was just blown away with how well he rode, uh, his ability just to go from outside the top four into the top four and then hold on to second and, and bring it home. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. Um, yeah, well done. Congrats, Julian. And uh, we'll let the, the podcast here in a little bit take it away. And yeah. You can kind of explain it as well. Um, over to uh, Guillaume St. Cyr. Uh, Newf, you, you are able to actually touch base with him. Um, from what I saw, it looked like he was riding pretty good. His times were decent. He was yeah. getting the obstacles. Not that it was a super tough track, but uh, what did Guillaume have to say? Yeah, so I reached out to him the, uh, this morning there, and he sent me a paragraph here on Instagram. So I'll, I'll just read it in his uh in his own words, uh, first time in Cali, first A1 ever. I felt it felt cool to be there. I never thought I'd ever have the chance to race A1. The track was pretty fun, but had a weird flow. Big finish line jump. What's that finish line? Dude, break? yeah, it was that huge. Was huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, big finish line jump, but you know me, I had fun throwing a couple whips because he is a dialer guy, right? For sure. Um, I struggled in that rhythm section after the finish line. And it was costing me every lap. Whoops were good. I surprisingly found myself having fun hitting them all day. uh, And that never really happens for me. Overall, I felt comfortable on the track, but still got to get some work done. Uh, 
to get the speed up. In both the heat and LCQ, I got terrible starts. In the heat, I was pretty much 14th the whole race, the LCQ. Um, on the first lap, a guy fell right in front of the sand section. I went from dead last to 14th. I felt like that was my best riding of the night. My goal is to be in the main event. I know I have the speed, and I'll keep fighting for it. I'll be back next weekend in San Francisco. Um, you were talking about earlier the, the feeling you got for Julian, a lot of closer. We don't know Guillaume very well. We only ever see him when we, we do the the Supercross or Cross portion of Triple yeah. Crown. Um, he actually, I think he does do Deschambeau, actually. I think he did Deschambeau this year. He did. Yeah, he did. He was yeah. top 10, I think, or 10th or so, something. So like um, you don't get that same feeling. But, man, this kid is, like, he's really putting it in. And to get better at this part of the crowd, like part of the sport. And it's like, he's putting in time. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like his story is a little bit different. It's not like the Julian Bennix where, you know, he's the main goal is motocross in a sense. I mean, he, that's what he does. He does supercross for the Canadian side of things. He does Deschambeau. Sure. But he does all these Quebec arena crosses and their little mini supercross series that they have. And I mean, he works in the summertime to save up the money to be able to go do this. Um, I think it's awesome. I, I mean, it's literally that's the definition of chasing the dream is what Guillaume's doing, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And how he gets it funded or whatever, whoever his supporters are, congrats to you. Way to way to give this kid the opportunity, and um, yep. we'll continue to follow. And um, if continue there is to follow. A, if there is a year to make a main event, this is probably the one to do it. Like the West Coast is on little, the West too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what was there? Thirty nine guys or forty one guys? Again, not to take days. anything away at all, but this, you're like you said, it is a little bit of a weaker yeah. field. And dude, everybody got into the night show. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it makes sense for Guillaume. He's done the East Coast the last couple of years, so he's just doing it for experience. I mean, I don't think in his mind that this is his career, right? Like, I mean, he's not doing, he just wants to be a supercross racer um, and, and whatnot. So he definitely made the right move, in my opinion, of going West. Uh, logistically, sure, it's a little bit harder, but actually it's not. It's probably less driving to all the races, but, um, you know, he's going to be in every night show. And I I would think that you're going to see him in a main here if he keeps healthy and keeps keeps working away. I think you, I think a main is definitely possible. I, that was a Twitter question today. Actually, someone hit us up and asked, do you think he makes a main? I'm like, man, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But no. maybe towards the end of this month, he's going to be getting better. Maybe a couple more injuries, a little bit of luck on his side. And he, he could definitely slip in there, right? That last chance is only four minutes, right? No, four minutes, yeah. six yeah. minutes. Yeah. Six minutes, I think. Six minutes, right? So, like, he's got the skill set. Like, watching him ride, he's got the skill set. He gets the obstacles down. So, it's not as far-fetched as it might have been, you know, two years ago. He's no. he's good at this stuff. I yeah. I enjoy watching him, and uh, we wish him the best. It was cool, cool to kind of have another guy to cheer for. I was watching him all day long and times and all this stuff. He got a little bit of love on TV and um, – or actually, sorry, during race day live, sorry, not on TV. And uh, so, it was kind of cool to see. How many people? Um, how many people were freaking out when Race Day Live had no sound for the first little bit? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't mind it at all. I, uh, you know, I'm an announcer. Maybe I should. I, I, I love all my fellow fellow announcers, but I, I sometimes that show kind of gets a little irritating. Yeah. But what the are, way they do it, I'd rather just watch the writing. And it, it, I mean, well, actually, let's talk about Cole Thompson first, and then, okay. then we'll go back to that. Uh, Cole. Typical A1 day, um, it seemed like just kind of was there, did his thing, 12th in the main. Ken, nothing really ex explosive, nothing to kind of do. But, man, the guy's over 30 years old getting in the main events in 250 Supercross. It's pretty badass. Yeah, 
yeah, you can't you can't argue with that. And I think he'll he'll get a little better as the season goes on and, and work his way up into the top ten. But yeah, I throw to you to Newf. Is that a bit maybe disappointing for him? Because we just talked about a little bit of a weaker West Coast. Like he was eighth and ninth. I think he got ninth last year in round one, right? I believe he got ninth last year at round one. Um, so like do you think that's a bit of a disappointment on his side of things? I mean, it, for me, it was just average. I mean, my expectations, honestly, like he is a Supercross only guy. I mean, he did World Supercross, he's Australian Supercross, and he has a crazy amount of U.S. Supercross experience. So I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the results. I can't remember who was just in front of him and who was just in behind him. But yeah, I, I would think that even if you ask Cole, I'm sure he wants to be, you know, through that seven to 10 range is where I think he'd want to be. Maybe that's too good. Maybe we don't see him that high, but I would think I'm on Ken's side. I would think you're going to see him in the top 10 here pretty quick. Yeah. Like, so Anthony Bourdon, Carson Mumford, Ryder D uh, were nine, 10 or sorry, 11, 10, nine. So like uh, anywhere in and around there, I mean, after that, you got Mitchell Oldenburg, Garrett Marchbanks. Is he going to beat those guys? I don't think so. No. Right. Like it it kind of thing. So, um, uh, actually, shout out to Mitchell Oldenburg. Fully yeah. does the Michael Lessie hit in the gate. Yeah. Um, so starting 21st, not 22nd, because Phil Nicoletti didn't make the game. And um, uh, moves all the way to eighth place. I feel like that's going to be a ride that not a lot of people talk about in the States because yeah. they're f- so focused on the front. But, man, that's a, that's a pretty kick-ass ride. Although, he's probably going to start fifth this week and finish seventh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. might be the top for Mitchell Oldberg. Although that, I just thought that was a great ride. I, when I noticed it at the end, I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the other, uh, with Lux Turner, Nate Thrasher, and Philip Nicoletti, uh, semi DNF, and Julian Bennett gets 19th points. Mm-hmm. Yep. 19th. Two points. Two points, right? Uh, that would be, yes, right? Because yeah. 21 is one. And then the last place doesn't give a point. Uh, we don't need to get into that. That's an American yeah. issue, but that's. That's I don't even understand how they've come up with that, but weird, we'll yeah. let the AMA and the Pulp Show handle that stuff. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. You make a main event, you don't get a point. Yeah. Um, uh, back to the race day live thing. Um, so, like I was saying, it it gets a smidge. Again, I'm such a fan, and I, like you know, just like you guys, but you watch it, and you just you just want to watch everybody ride. Yeah, you know, let them talk and do their segments when they're not on the track, but just show us track. But like. They don't start it till I, I think it was almost what four laps into the A group two fifty, right? Yeah, they skip, so they don't yeah, I mean free practice isn't on there. It started at eleven thirty, yeah. which I actually thought was weird. I thought it started at eleven my time, right? So that'd be two your time, Goldie, right? You yeah, know? it didn't start till yeah, two thirty or whatever for me. Yeah, and then it, they just like hop right into, you know, they, we already missed the the C and B practice or whatever. I don't remember, but well, like, there's only there was only B. They're for not two fifties, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're just. I feel like they're just not given giving you what the hardcore fan wants, and I feel like the hardcore fan is what watches that. Guys like me, you, and Ken, and yeah. and what yeah, like like yeah, and I get they need to do filler time and this and that, but like you said, Goldie, there's a lot of downtime, like between practices like do it then like show me the writing right show me the writing That's well and also doing. like why not utilize that for the these privateer guys that need to like talk about these teams and the riders and the people helping him like hunter yoda for instance didn't get a lick of love all day long either did cole thompson either did robbie wageman yeah. um you know what i mean like 
T, uh, well, TJ Albert won the last chance. Um, just like, I'm just looking at names that were in the main event, but I, I know who Ryder, like I'm a, I'm a hardcore fan. So I know who Ryder D rides for. I know Garrett Marchbanks, Julian Bomer, but why not it, during those days, during that time, find those guys to pump up their sponsors and give them that little bit of love. It's not national, national TV, like NBC at nighttime, but at nighttime, that's when they're talking about the best guys. Yeah. I just, I feel like sometimes like sitting and talking with us, it sounds so simple, right? Kendall? Yeah. I, I, maybe they're just missing it. Yeah. They got to, they got to make better use of the time that they have and they have a lot of time and then think about who's actually sitting there watching it. Like I get, they have to get their sponsors in. Somebody's got to pay for all that stuff and that's how you do it. But then yeah. just spend a little more time thinking about like how you could use all that extra time. That's one of my favorite parts of the day is you can just fire that on in the background and you kind of just listen to the the stuff when they're talking to the riders and stuff. And then as soon as the riding starts, you pick your phone up and, and watch. And that's yeah. the important part. There's like Noob said, just show the riding. Uh, what happened to Justin Braden? Wasn't he? I thought he was supposed to be the race day live guy. He got sick. Uh, I don't say so he got sick. He wasn't able to do it. I saw his Instagram post. Yeah. And then, um, Ricky so, uh, dude, did you see that video? Yeah, it was unbelievable. What the hell were they shoving in his nose? Like what? Some sort of pick line or something like that. Oh my god, that looked crazy. Oh, it reminded didn't... me of watching Total Recall with freaking uh, Schwarzenegger back in the day. They had to pull that device out of his nose. He was just squirming. Like obviously it hurt. Like... Oh, dude, it went like I don't know. It looked like it went a foot up into his freaking brain. Like, oh, that was that was wild. I, I, it, it said sensitive on the next post, and I'm like, I gotta see this. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, but uh, pretty wild. But both are healthy and good and should be back in the booth and race yeah. live this coming weekend in San Francisco. Um, yeah. I, feel, uh, I, I think it's like, so- oh, 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 dirty shirt. He was everywhere. He was race day live. He was the pre-show. He was everywhere doing stuff, right? Oh, weeds. He's the everyman, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, I know. Yeah. Uh, tip of the hat, whoever made the call for it. He's the best in the business. He is. He is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. He does an unbelievable job. He's so articulate. I just love him to death on everything. I'm such a fan of his craft uh, on the microphone, man. It's so cool um, to have him a part of that. He he made race day second half of it uh, yeah. like fun. Like he made it enjoyable and, and to tune in. And I liked listening to what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, let's go to our Julian Bennett uh, interview. I sat down with him um, earlier today to chat about the weekend, the injuries, the sicknesses. Uh, a little bit of the summer stuff and uh, what's coming up. So uh, let's tune in into that right now. All right. First one of 2024. It is time for a race tech rider check in. And this is going to be a good one. Hey, race tech, visit racetech.com. If you want to be like Varese, Wageman, Nagy, all the boys out there running that stuff. Varese got himself in the main event. Racetech.com. Racetech suspension is what got him in there and helped him out. So visit those guys and join the crew over at Racetech. They're big supporters of us here at the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. And like Varese, this gentleman on the line was in Anaheim 1 250 main event. Um, OG's backing this kid up. Julian Bennett. Julian, first off, man, thanks for the time this morning. Um, I just kind of talked to you beforehand. You sound tired and a little beat up, and from everything that I've read and listened, it, uh, it seems like it was a rough weekend but an amazing one in the same breath. Yeah, no, it was definitely uh, it was definitely a challenge. Um, you know, as soon as I got hurt, I knew I still had to race. So, I mean, I didn't want to let my country down, you know. So we we went out there and we did it. And, you know, I'm super happy I did because, you know, uh, it ended really well. I made the main event. So, yeah, I'm super pumped on that. But, yeah. 
Um, I'll get right into that country thing. I'm glad you said it. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know if you know my entire background in racing, but I've been racing like yourself since I was a kid, five years old, did pro, uh, did a, f- a few U.S. Supercross, all that stuff like that. But now I'm a, I'm a fan more than anything. So I'm sitting on my couch. And I'm sitting with my kids who know you. Uh, my young son Riley uh, was fist bumping you out at Arena Cross, and dude, we're like, we're we're yelling at the screen like we're in your helmet, like we're cheering, and we're and my kids are like, look at Julian go, and like, it's uh, I don't know if that makes you feel good, but like it's it's really cool to see. You know, we we've done it for Cole Thompson before. We've done it when Jess Pettis did it, but when the Canadians go down and sort of like put your you know put all your effort in and put your foot in the fire of supercross it's pretty damn cool for us as fans watching and then um i I just uh it was cool to see my kids cheering on someone like um like they know you they've met you so i you know they they have like an attachment it's it was it was a really cool moment man i I thought you might want to hear something like that it was really cool to see and, and congrats dude you earned it yeah i know it definitely it's super cool i love representing my country and um yeah i just I didn't want to quit, dude. Like, I knew I should race because everybody's watching and people want to see me race A1 and I wanted to race A1. So, you know, I just, I couldn't quit. I couldn't give up. I, I had to do it. And yeah, dude, I'm super happy with the results. And, you know, it's cool that everyone's backing me and everyone supports it. And, you know, how often do you see a Canadian go out and make a main event at A1 besides me or Thompson? So it's definitely cool. And, I'm super happy that everyone's pumped for me and all that. It, it's it's been a pretty sweet past couple of days. Everybody's texting me and giving me props and yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty amazing. Um, next one for you. So you just said it. You're leading into my questions very well here. I like this. Um, you you're getting texts. Everybody's happy. We're doing podcasts. Does it bug you that you got to kind of do something awesome to get this love? Or are all these people there in the in the background, you know, high fiving you no matter what? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's going to be proud either either way. Like, even just coming down here and racing Supercross is no no easy no easy task. So uh, everybody was still going to be pumped that I'm down here, but the fact that I can go out and do well is just I don't know tops the cake. I don't know. It's just makes it that much better uh all right so let's lay out the day here because obviously um I, I found out a little prior that you uh got mono um my buddy knew there he uh, might have been talking to your dad or somebody and you're so, so you're feeling sick coming into it um and then uh you break your thumbs at some point during the day too first time on the track i guess from what i read on your post so just kind of how like leading into it uh you look good on all your social and all that kind of stuff when do you figure out the mono thing and then when does the thumb thing come into effect? Yeah, I mean, I broke my thumb fourth lap in free practice. I hadn't even hit the big double yet. Just oh, Jesus. To, <laughs> yeah, just trying to learn the track and figure it out. And right, I was, right as I was about to hit the big double, I hit the corner. Front end went over the berm, and I just slammed the ground so hard. And that dirt's just so tacky. Yeah. It just ripped me into the ground, dude, and just grabbed me so fast. And then... When I went down, I just put my hand down and it hyperextended my thumb and just uh, the ligament or tendon or whatever that is attached to the end of your thumb just ripped off and I took a chunk of bone with it. So that was uh, not very supported throughout the whole day. But 
man. I knew right away it was busted because it was just like a fire in my hand. Ah. So, yeah, I was. That was really frustrating because it was fourth lap and I was just starting to figure out the track, and then I go and break my thumb, and I was man, I was so pissed, but. I pushed through it, man. I don't know. I, I needed to. I just couldn't end it like that. What about the mono thing? Yeah, the mono. Um, how, like, how did you figure that out? Uh, well, it was kind of weird. I started getting these like blisters on the like underneath my skin on my hands. Oh. And I was wondering, like, man, what is this? Like, what's going on? So I went to the doctor, and they did a blood test, and they told me I have mono, and the blisters are from the mono. It's just like some sort of reaction. And, uh, yeah, so it wasn't until, like, two days before the race, I, I couldn't even, like, close my hands the blisters were so bad. Holy like, Jesus. It was, it's, yeah, it was ridiculous. I don't know what kind of condition I had, but <laughs> the doctor said he's never seen it before, so it was something rare. And, um, yeah, so I had to get that dealt with before the race. I had, like, five days to get rid of all the blisters on my hands. And luckily I got that handled. But if I didn't, I probably wouldn't have been able to race. Like, they were really bad. And, wow. Um, yeah, it was just uh, uh, really a guessing game coming up to A1. I just I had no idea what was going to happen. Um, I, That's crazy. I mean, he does... I mean, in a, in a weird way, do you think it kind of maybe helped the nerves at all? Because you weren't really focused on, okay, is my bike good? Am I training enough? Do, do I got my food? How my, how's my pit set up? You're like, oh, shit, my hands right now look like I, I've been road rashed and, and this and that. Like, in a weird way, did it kind of just help calm the nerves? Because you're just like, well, I guess, fuck, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I wasn't, I don't know. I, I really wanted to race and I wanted to be competitive. But uh, I just wasn't sure what was going to happen if I was even going to be healthy for the day of the race. And luckily, I was. I could. I was able to pull in my clutch levers and my front brake and hang on. And um, yeah, it was just. Uh, I, I never really got nervous. Like even on the start of the LCQ, like I don't really get nervous at Supercross anymore. I've done. I've done enough of enough of them to know what to expect and. Yeah, I don't know. I felt pretty good out there. Just, just uh, injuries is all. Yeah, you know that. Just, just you saying that right there. How old are you now? Are you twenty? Nineteen. 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 Yeah. yeah. Just the fact you say like you don't really get nervous at Supercross. Like I get nervous watching you from my couch drinking a beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and the fact that you're saying that, I, I love that maturity. And um, you know, you're not a super outspoken guy, whether it be social and all that kind of stuff. But I do want to talk about your recent months on that. But I, I love that sort of, I love that attitude of, of especially a 19 year old. And dude, you're, and when you say that, you're on the biggest stage of our sport. You know, yes, you, you want to race in Canada and you want to do well in Canada and all that stuff, but you go to the biggest stage and you're not nervous. Do you feel like, why? Let me ask you this. Why, why don't you get nervous? Just because you've done it enough now? Or is it just something that you're good at controlling? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just comfortable. Like, I'm, I just feel like I belong out there and I can, I know I can battle with these guys or get a win. And like, that's, I just, I just know I can do it. So why be nervous? Right. Like it's only going to make me worse. And I know I can erase these guys. So 
I just, I know I can do it. That's it. Um, in the LCQ, we'll just talk about that kind of quickly. Uh, you had a little moment, I want to say maybe two laps to go, like before white flag, I think you kind of went a little left off the, out of the sand section and hit a hay bale. Did you even notice you hit it? Uh, yeah, I kind of did because I, I cross-rutted. You cross-rutted, yeah, yeah. They had that up on TV, so that's why I was able to talk about it. Yeah, no, I was I was kind of thinking like, oh, man, I'm getting a little closer. I might clip this tough block and just wad up. But no, I, I missed it just enough to uh, keep going. But I got lucky with that one. I wish I was recording because my kids are like, "Oh my god!" They kind of like yelled at the TV. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Like I said, my my little guy Riley, who was out at Ammo Arena Cross there, he's like, "Is that that's the guy, right?" Like I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, you were fist bumping him on the start line, and he met him and stuff." Yeah. And and uh, so he was like, "Oh my god, he hit the hay bale." <laughs> um, it was pretty uh, pretty cool to see. But yeah, the, and you know these kind of like little sort of moments for you have been sort of a bit of a hindrance in this in your early in your young career you know getting a little sideways that big crash at arena cross like yeah. all of a sudden you're like so smooth so smart and then boom this sort of like you know you, you blow up and when i saw that i'm like oh god he must be getting arm pump he's getting tired hang on because you wanted you wanted to win or it looked like you really wanted that win no i definitely wanted to win. i wanted to i wanted to dude i needed that win but no, i couldn't do it i just couldn't hang on tight enough my hands felt like or my right hand felt like I was just gonna like let go of the bar dude I just felt like it was gonna fall right through and I was only hanging on with the outside of my hand like I couldn't even use my thumb because there's no strength at all so I was just trying to hold on with what strength I had and yeah pretty much just three quarter of my hand I was using just the outside of my palm and yeah I was gnarly trying to hang on and break and attack corners and hit gnarly geos with that but I don't know. The um, listening to some of the other podcasts and like uh, all the all like the four fifty guys, a lot of them said that track was it was super rough uh, by midway to the end of the main events. Was it like that? In the, a lot of the, these were more of the four fifty guys that said that, but was it like that? And I'm sure you weren't probably feeling super great in the main, but still trying to push as much as you can. But it looked like the track was pretty gnarly. Yeah, for the main event, dude, it was pretty beat, but. Uh... There's just a couple sections that they never really uh, groom too much. There's just like uh, that little like weird tabletop thing with the two steps on it. Oh yeah, the lip of the lip of that got worn down pretty fast by like the heat races, and it was hard to get the pop on that. So I was kind of wheeling up and then tabling off the the second bump because I just I just couldn't pull up hard enough. And uh, yeah, at the section after that, that like ta- or single the table over that downside of that table was just all breaking bumps so you bottom out in the breaking bumps and yeah. that, that one was the gnarliest geo out of all of them but yeah other than that the track is pretty good um let's I'll talk about this social thing so i want to say somewhere around the end of the nationals you finished every the last four going six 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 you had a great end of the year and then mm-hmm. i don't know if it was yourself or something you talked with your dad or got some advice but your social channel has become very busy, whether you're training or riding, ice baths, cutting 500-foot-tall trees down with your dad. <laughs> like, it's been very active. Is that something that you've, you've wanted to do or something a sponsor helped with? Like For me, 
um, you know, a guy, we're doing these podcasts and it's, it's a good way for us to get information without maybe having to text you or bug you or not that we're bugging you because it's kind of your job to sort of answer these kinds of things. But you know what I mean? Like i am really been enjoying it. Um, watching like this sort of effort you putting, putting in, is it just something you wanted to start doing or did, was it advice or just talk to me about that? Cause it's been pretty cool the last like three months. Yeah. Well, I didn't really know how to start. Like I, I always knew I should be more active on social media and make myself more present and well known. And I never really knew how to do that. And then I just kind of talked to a few people that I knew, um, like Troy Smith. He's, he's got his, uh, truck or Troy thing. Yeah. You know, he's, he's pretty good at marketing himself cause he runs Maple Ridge Motorsports. So I got a little bit of advice from him and yeah, just kind of went from there and, did my own stuff and figured out what people wanted to watch and yeah, it worked. Well, I think, I mean, maybe, do you have a hard time looking at yourself as, I'll say it, being a hero? Yeah. It's it's hard to to find that line. Like I mean, so like I'll sort of use an example. Like in the '90s, when I was racing pro, we started getting t- TV. That's when TV started kind of coming to Canada, and we, you know, we're doing interviews, and we got TV cameras, and we're on Speed Channel, and we're we're getting more known. And all of a sudden, you're you you kind of learn that you're like you you become you get fans, and all of a sudden, people think you're maybe bigger than they than you think you are. But in a, in in a, the grand scheme of it. You are a hero. Like, again, I use my kid as an example. They're watching you, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, Julian, way to go. Like, you are now someone that they look up to, whether they want to aspire to be you or have ice baths. I don't know. But, like, it's kind of – it's a weird transition. I think it's harder for Canadians as well, especially in our sport. And you're a pretty humble kid. Your dad and you are pretty humble. But you're becoming that. That's – do you, do, you, do you have a does that feel good is it kind of weird for you to kind of transfer into this sort of hero type status yeah i don't know it's definitely different it's not something that i'm used to at all um i'm just trying to set a good example honestly like that's that's all being a role model is is setting a good example and yeah i, I feel like i can do that i feel like i'm a pretty well-mannered kid and like I, I'm respectful and I try to be as professional as I can. So it's it's definitely a, a, a learning and I'm just still trying to figure it out, but it's I, I kinda like it. Hey, well I as of right now I think you're doing a good job being nineteen, your your maturity and then it you know, when you're on the bike your skill set like you've got all the tools right now and it, it looks like you're starting to figure out that hard work is is a good thing. It's um, it's shitty sometimes. There's no way you're going to – these ice baths. I don't understand how you guys do these ice baths. It's just insane to me. But I just like I, – I, I, I feel like you're sort of uh, coming into your own – I mean, you're already very a very mature 19, but you're coming into your own and realizing like you're good at this, dude. Like you know how to ride a dirt bike. You're good at it. It can help pay some bills. It can help maybe build a future. It can help build your inner confidence when you're riding and you're doing your social thing and help and you're, it helps you learn to talk to kids and all that stuff. I like what I'm seeing right now. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, kind of before this season started, like more or less to the midding, middle and end of the Nationals, I was doing good and I just figured – like, I'm just going to put in 100% because I'm already here. I'm trying to do this for a living. 
like I, I need to put in a hundred percent no matter what. So if I can do that, I can be one of the best. It just, it's, it's going to take some time obviously, but if I can keep on this, on this path that I'm going, I can hopefully do great things later in my career. Why do you think the BC racers, and we can go back in time, whether it's Clad, Darcy Lanch, Fasciati, Kyle Beaton, um, and then now you currently, even Piccolo, like why are you guys so good at, uh, Jess Pettis, another one, um, why are you guys so good at, at the Supercross style of the sport? Why are you guys so good at that discipline side of the sport? Yeah, I mean, we all kind of grew up racing it. We all had the red barn to go to, and, you know, that's it's pretty legit sometimes. Like, there's some good layouts, and the whoops are pretty big, and it's definitely a challenging race. Everybody's banging bars, and it's it's like a it's like a mini supercross pretty much. Like, yeah, there's everybody's competitive and racing each other hard, and it's just a good time. And I like it. You learn so much from it. It's 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 really good. All right, let's get back into the moment. Obviously, you're a little beat up here. Um, what's the week look like? And are you you're planning on racing San Fran? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go see a specialist tomorrow, or sorry, today at one thirty, and he's gonna take a look at my thumb and see if he needs a pin or what what's going on because it's still really swollen. So I got to get that dealt with. But if I do have to get a pin, I'm probably gonna head home for a couple weeks, up in the hyperbaric chamber, and try and get healed up for hopefully a two. But I don't know. I got to I got to see how how it treats me and if I can get this thing healed up before it's too late. Like what a what a way to like way to go then, kid. Like if you can't race this weekend, you didn't give up. Like that's amazing. Like I love that storyline, Julian. Like you you literally like you said there's no way I'm not racing. I mean, there's anybody that's going to listen to this. We have a great download now and lots of people listen to the show and Man, that, that's got to make you feel – your dad must have been proud of you. Like, you guys must have had a nice hug at the end of the night. Yeah, no, he was definitely pretty pumped. I don't think he was expecting a main event. Neither was I. I was I was pretty – pretty. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Just not, not there mentally by the end of the night. I was just so tired and weak and just had nothing left. And for that LCQ, once the gate dropped – I kind of, I was in a good spot and I was in about sixth or so off the start. And I yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I'm here now. I'm in sixth. Like, I'm going to go for it. If I didn't get a good start, I was just going to cruise around. But I pulled like a sixth place start. So I was like, all right, we're going for it. This is it. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you don't, unfortunately, or if it's unfortunate, you can't race and you got to take a little bit of time off. Just relish in the moment. You know what I mean? Like I said, like, drink this in. Know that you're becoming a hero you're obviously tough as nails you have what it takes to be one of these guys and and you know now it's don't settle dude you're young like let's go it's time for julian bennett to become this uh the guy that we have seen forever in the and the amateurs and and showcasing this toughness now like i it, it sort of sucks i'm really excited to see the next steps and i know you're hurt <laughs> yeah i know it's frustrating i mean it's cool that i made the main with all these injuries but man if i could have been healthy Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, I could have done a lot better. But. Well, well, and now you, uh, you get to go put some thumb in there, your thumb in some ice and chill and, and all that good stuff. And, um, 
But hey, man, I appreciate the time you're uh, everybody. Once again, listening to the Race Tech Rider check in with Julian Benick, racetech.com. Make sure you check those guys out. And uh, Julian, man, look after yourself. Congratulations. Thanks for the time. And uh, before we end this, you want to get a little love to the people that helped you uh, to do it? Because I know you got a couple of new sponsors. And that is it Fun My Ride or what's that dot com thing? Uh, Fun My Race. Fun yeah, My Race. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they helped me out at the races. They gave me a pit to pit at and just helped me out with a bunch of little stuff. And yeah. They're, uh, they're definitely helping me out quite a bit. Who else gave me some love? Yeah, man. Tri-City Plumbing, uh, Blood Lubricants, Guts Racing, OG uh, Optics, um, man, uh, Sky Racing. Um, it's hard to think of them off the top of my head. Oh, du- hey, uh, Dougie's helping you too, right? Doug, yeah, yeah, Rental Equipped, Your Floors, um, International Motorsports, Maple Ridge Motorsports, uh man it's hard to think of them all but everybody who helps me i'm so grateful i'm glad i got to at least race a1 before i hurt myself so everybody's uh i know everyone's pumped on that so i'm glad i could start the season off that way and yeah super awesome yeah kid congrats and uh like i said you got two new heroes with my two kids uh right now they they were stoked they were stoked watching it so uh congrats look after yourself and and i'll i'll shoot you some texts this week just to check how you're doing man hopefully it all goes well and you get some good news cool man thank you very much all right we're back um absolutely great interview i know you two boys probably did not get to listen to it before we put it up but he basically goes into <laughs> it's just I swear that kid's almost, he's got, if he's got no luck, he, he's got, or what's the saying? If he's got any luck, it's bad luck or it just. If you don't have any luck, you have no luck at all or something like that. Or, oh my God. Like mono blisters, yeah. breaking his thumb. Like it just seems like um, it was, it's just a crazy way to enter the biggest, uh, um, you know, sort of storyline of the year, biggest race of the year for anybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, but man, the kid soldier through new pretty bad ass. And I say it, in the pod there like what a my kids so i don't know if uh, well you weren't watching it with your kids so i'm watching it with my kids mm-hmm. and riley got to meet julian bennick a lot closer up at arena cross right he yeah. got to you know fist bumping the stuff a couple times and shit and he's like that's that's him right dad i'm like yeah man you you right that's number 26 he yeah. says and while we're watching the last chance they're screaming come on julian go yeah way to go they're yelling at the tv and i'm yelling and this and that and then he has that one little moment where he hits the hay bale yeah yeah like yeah. coming up to the finish line area there and we're like ah like i go don't blow it up you know and the kids are like screaming they're putting their hands on their head and um you know we're, we're talking about him becoming a hero he's only 19 years old and um he's like i i asked him i'm like you know is it uh is it hard to justify or hard to figure out where you fit now becoming this sort of hero because a lot of times canadians i think we're so reserved Newf, that it's hard to kind of take over this role of where kids look up to you and you yeah. you, you know you're you're this role model he speaks of that in here and i kind of referred it and we're like a perfect example of this dude back in the 90s when tv became um we became bigger than what we really were because people started Oh, hey, they saw us on speed or when we went to the States, we love the Canadian Nationals, man. You guys are this. Like, it gives you this little bit of clout. And now, obviously, TV is is it's uh-huh. uh, guaranteed. Back then, it was a sort of this new thing. And then social media stuff. Um, I just, I really liked everything about it. Um, and 
I appreciate well, him giving no, the time. There, there's no ego with him, right? Like, literally, no. and this is no knock, but you always say, Golly, this is your saying. He's the right kind of dumb. Like, he literally, yeah. I think he doesn't even understand how big of an accomplishment that he just did. I mean, that's huge. I mean, yeah. I'm jealous of hell, man. I would have loved to make, one, I never ever made a U.S. main event, but two, let alone Anaheim one. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's yes. a huge deal. That's, that's the pinnacle in our sport, no matter what. The A1 makes it on this pedestal that is just unbelievable. And two, um, I didn't obviously listen to the interview yet, Galdi, but did he give CMXU and Ryan Gold and Ryan Lockhart any props for talking shit on him after Kofor Dune? <laughs> uh, I don't believe he, I don't know if he either listens or he doesn't remember. So no. Well, it seems like that ever since the Gopher Dune Supercross, he's really gotten his act together, right? Yes, like yes, posting yes. videos well, he, and training and everything like that. So He brings that up in the pod talking about... Um, training and, and his social aspect his social postings and being more active and he's like i'm trying to be better i want to be better and that's what we got into i go you know it it does come across weird but people want to know what you do to be you they want to know what your training is or what you're eating and this yeah. now there is some 13 year old racer or 16 year old racer that okay i really like julian what what does he do on a monday after the weekend or what does he do and so um yeah his active and he did admit that um he got mono because he was overtraining Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, remember that was like a thing when everybody was getting mono in like the 2000s. Yeah. Well, Goldie and I never ever had to worry about getting the mono. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, uh, Wayne's World thing? Can you, do you ever watch Wayne's World? Yeah. But it's been years and years. When, yeah. when Darth says, I thought I had mono once, but it just turns out I was really bored. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, crap. Um, shout out to Gopher Dunes, AMO, um, uh, uh, Renegade Fuel, sorry, uh, Hall Race Fuel, uh, and of course, Matrix Concepts Canada. We're in negotiations still with everybody new, so we can't we can't give them all the love yet. But they no, are, are no, they got to sharpen their pencils this year. Yes, big know. time. They, um, big shout out to those guys, and hopefully they come back on board. I actually just got a text uh, from Derek Schuster from Go for Dunes as we were doing this. So, and he's uh, he called me. Or sorry, I actually called us during the show, and he called me to say we need to talk about the show. I want to get in, and I said we're doing the first pod right now. You're out of this one. So he doesn't get any love in this one, but we can talk about it next show. But a uh, big shout out to go for dudes uh, for jumping on last year as well. So, um, yeah, thanks to those guys. So once again, you're listening to Canadian motocross unfiltered, uh, presented to you by race tech. Um, what else we got on that list over there, Kenny? Uh, it looks like you have that new year's rant that you mentioned early on and then, uh, some drunk calls from Noof. I'm, I'm curious about that one. I don't know what that is. Well, let's, let's go to this new phone here for, to start. Um, because Sunday scaries, I get a phone call yesterday from my buddy new for talking about things. First of all, Ken, he thinks that he's won $150 or no, what it'd be a hundred dollars from each of us because of his Saturday night <laughs> win on our little, on our little, uh, well, uh gambling. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, do you guys got to pay me? Like, how does this work? And I'm like, are you like, can you, are you drunk right now? He's like, well, I'm hungover, but no, like, what's how's this work? I'm like, no, it's a series, this and that. I go, I'll, I'll bet you 50 bucks a race. I can't afford that, but you want me to pay you right now. But <laughs> yeah. when I win, he's no, I can't afford that. So, um, anyway, and then he brings up the Sunday scaries. So, before I get into a new th- explanation of this, Ken, when I say that to you, what do you think this means? It could be anything, I guess, maybe dreading the week coming in. I don't know. That That's, I hate Sundays because. I almost like lose my Sunday because I just sit there and think about how much I don't want to go to work on Monday, but I, yeah, I don't it's know a what build, it could be. Build up of anxiety, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's well, unlike both of you on the other end of this phone call, I work seven days a week. Oh so, God. Okay. 
the hardest working guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so give, okay, what is this news? The oh, Sunday no, no. scaries. Cause now our fans, maybe we're going to get another shirt made like this. Or like if this is a good enough explanation, this could be something good for our show. Mm-hmm. The Sunday scaries are basically when you're, you know, we I enjoyed some beverages on Saturday night. I woke up Sunday morning. I'm hungover. I'm thinking about the week. Um, it's just a buildup of anxiety and, um, yeah, you the Sunday scaries, man. You're, you know, anxiety from drinking. I uh, got to pay bills. Got this going on this week. It's just a big. It's a hard to sleep on Sunday nights, so we call them Sunday scaries out here. Okay. Hey, are you the the inventor of this, or is this? Did you? Yeah, and you have like a club. I heard, some, I heard somebody else call it like that before. I don't remember who, but do you have a club that you go to and you guys share stories on Sunday afternoons, or just like a text? You have a WhatsApp group that you talk about. Yeah, it makes everyone feel better. I went, hey, I hope you're doing well today. Everything's going to be fine. Deep breath. Um, okay, so the Sunday scaries people. That's a. Th- it's a thing. Noof has has got it. It's a thing. So if you have the Sunday Scaries and uh, oh you want to share it with us, yeah. uh, Noof will be easily can help you in a therapeutic way uh, via our Twitter or maybe DNM on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the best way to get rid of the Sunday Scaries, it, then it adds up on Monday. But the best way to get rid of them is to have a couple of beers. But that's not I don't recommend that to anybody. Yeah. I don't feel like this is the Sunday scaries. I feel like this is you're you have an alcohol problem. Like you have no. a drinking problem. <laughs> this is I don't know if there's needs to be called scary. This is alcoholism. Like you've drank too much that it makes you shake and worry. Yeah, like, it's depressing. Well, it's depressing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeepers. That's I like that. Okay, the Sunday scaries. There's the title of this episode, Kenny. Perfect. Um, the Sunday scaries. Uh, okay. So yeah, I had a, a beef. Um, we're going to figure out what we want to call this, um, the, where we want to share our, our ups and downs of life and whatnot here in our shows, because we do have these things. I've been very life, uh, looking at life a lot lately, uh, especially in the new year. Everybody does that, right? You got that, uh, resolution that you want to do. And yeah. so, that. so anyway, I take my kids and my wife and, uh, we go down to Niagara Falls, uh, over new year's holiday. We get a hotel room. There's a water park and, going to be a great time. Um, my wallet, on the other hand, is just like, what the hell? Like, how is this so expensive? Like, are you kidding me? So my first beef, so you, you sign up, you do it all online. Of course, you guys know, and my our listeners know that I'm I'm bad at booking things. And I, I did it this time. I did Expedia. It went on. I did a package deal. It was a decent price, blah, blah, blah. And then you get, I get an email saying, oh, hey, come to the restaurant uh, in the hotel. Uh, kids eat free. I'm like, ah. Boom. I soak up a couple bucks, save me some money. So we go up to this restaurant and it's like a buffet and it's not the greatest buffet. And yeah, it's okay. The kids they can get whatever they want. It's not that big. My, my littlest guy had like a, a hamburger that was the size of a imbit and that was all he ate. So anyway, he was free. And then one of them was free was you only got what, uh, however many adults you paid for. That's what you got free. So me and my wife, two of them. So we got two kids free. I got a third. I had to pay for it. So three people, a couple alcoholic beverages, three Shirley Temples, $240. Like <laughs> free. And the kids eat, and two of the kids ate free. Like, wow. I'm just like, I think so. And going in there, there is no price on the buffet. There's no information. There's nothing. I'm just like, oh, whatever. Thinking it's going to be, you know, what, $29.99, like the Mandarin yeah. or something. <laughs> like, oh, no big deal. No, it was 50 bucks a person. Long wow. Island iced teas. $22 a piece. Like, where am I in Vegas? Wow. <laughs> like, come on. Like who's affording this? Like I, I, I'm just, and the, how do the people look me in the eye 
and charge me this money and not know that they're they're stabbing me like they're hurting me and i wanted to send my kids in and like get little wells of tears in their eyes and try to beg for a cheaper bill but <laughs> none of them would do it um so that was my first thing so fine whatever we go to the water park of course it's busy it is what it is so we get to the top of this line and i'm with riley and there's two lineups and I, it took me a second to figure out that you, one slide was here. One slide was there. And there was two lineups going on. One was scarier than the other. And that's why one line was longer. Well, we get in there. We're about maybe four or five back from getting to go on this, this slide. And this kid just fully buds in front of me, like buds right in front of me. I'm like, Hey bud, the line's back here. And he just like, don't talk to me, sir. And I'm just like, Hey kid, go back now like don't butt in front of there's all these other kids here go back and butt. there's this other parent standing beside me he just looks at me and rolls his eyes and doesn't say anything i just like like we're adults here we should step up and like hey what you're doing is wrong kid you know you need to learn go to the back of the line well you know what he does fuck you yeah that's what he says to me really? that's the world we live in now it is yeah. i started boiling <laughs> I like I literally wanted to just grab this kid and Bart Simpson, Homer Simpson, and by the neck and just pop him like a daisy. How like, old was you he? Probably the same age as Riley, seven, eight years old. Wow. Oh wow. So you know what I did? I, I was like, all right, great attitude. Your parents are doing a great job. I just grabbed him and pushed him to the back of the line. I didn't care oh, shit. if any other parents said anything to me. There's only about three of those. Everybody just looked at it and the kids are all like, thanks a lot, guy. And I'm like, <laughs> you little prick. Yeah, but <laughs> made me so freaking mad. You, uh, what's that? you would be the one that was in trouble 100 yeah. right yeah. i would have been the one That's that was wrong and i ended up seeing the kid in the wave pool he spotted me and we, we caught eyes and i was waiting for him to go over and, like tell his dad his dad come over and nothing ended up happening it was fine i told amy she's like you can't do that and i'm like <laughs> that's no kid is just gonna go f you to meet like that that was so rude and riley was like i can't believe you did that to you dad you know he yeah. was mad and um and I told him, I said, don't let any of these kids butt in front of you. That's rude. They can wait in line like everybody else. Everybody's going to wait their turn. Yeah. Uh, and then my last beef. Oh, my God, guys. I'm on the third floor of this hotel. There's uh, 21 floors. So we're on the, you know, the broke-ass parent floor. And uh, the the elevators. Oh, parent floor. <laughs> well, those, it costs more money the more you go up, right? <laughs> um, so you, you freaking... We get the elevator. So we get there. It's mint. It's busy as hell. We get an elevator up. Nothing. No problem. I got a ton of crap. I filled the cooler up so we could, didn't have to go buy drinks and stuff for the kids. And this cooler, I could barely carry it. So get it up there. We get in a room. Well, then from that moment on, you bet your ass that I could. You think I could get an elevator? You think That's I could right. get a ride anywhere? No. Oh, my God. They were either full or when the door opened up, they would you'd get into it and it would go past the floor you wanted. And then it would go pick up five other people on floors above. And then it'll go back down. It would pass the floor that I want to get off at. And other people would be getting on and off. I was just, it was like a ride. It was like, I was basically on a free roller coaster up and down with my kids. I was starting getting madder and madder. And it just kept happening for the next two days. Finally, I learned the stairwell and figured out that I could go down the stairwell and get into all these places and back to these exits and all this crap. It was just the elevators. The, every time it was going up, my blood was going up. My blood was boiling. By the last time I ended up. Part of the year. It ended up being kind of funny at the end of it all. But in the moment, like I was losing my mind. I'm just like, I'm screaming in the middle of the hallway. Like I was a crazy person, but this is what it was doing. It was making me crazy and no one had an answer. And there was seven elevators. There was seven of them and they were always full. Where are these people going? Always we not to the drunk or the, the drunk, the broke ass parent floor. Yeah. 
Uh, well, and uh, maybe they were going to the fifty dollar buffet. Yeah, yeah, it was good ribs. They had good ribs and a nice. They had a nice cheesecake. Anyway, that was my beefs. I just, I don't, I don't know. Man, kids telling me to f off when I'm asking me. I think I thought I was being a good person. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's my beefs of t- to start 2024. Okay, real quick here before we end this thing, I'm gonna <laughs> go around. To, I'm gonna go around to all all you guys. Well, Ken and Goldie, biggest surprise of a one. Ken, go ahead. Uh, I thought Tomac would be a lot better than that. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the biggest one. I picked him to win the title and that's, that's the one that you're going to take my 50 bucks with, but we'll see. He's, he's notoriously slow starter except last year, but yeah. um, hopefully he can get it together. I'm sure there, he will, but there's, there's a lot of talking points, Galdi, in that 450 class. Like just, I, I mean, yeah, it's the first round, but like, yeah, Tomac was pretty quiet and Vince Freeze is even more of an idiot than I ever thought he was for that. Uh, did you watch the Wilson thing? I didn't see oh, the yeah. Wilson one, no. Yeah, yeah watch his Instagram. It's yeah, like, it like a that. short clip of it. Like, he just can't do that. Like, there's got to be some respect, but he, he doesn't even know. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. But let, let them, I, that's their problem down there to deal with. You know, know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. I do, just, you think, do you think Adam AC? was thinking he was going to get 12th. I mean, somebody's got to get 12th. Do you think he was thinking he was going to get 12th? You know what I mean? Like yeah. this long off season and the grind and like, wow, man, like it's, it's tough. It's tough. How about my guy Webb? Yeah, he was really good. He, he was, was way awesome. better than I thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah and I, honestly, I thought Sexton was better than I thought too. My expectations for Sexton wasn't like, I know he's the defending champion, but he looks pretty good on that bike and he's going to get better. But um, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Jet Lawrence is really good. <laughs> yeah, he um I mean, well, Anderson was amazing. Yeah, he was. But and it looked like it looked like those guys were gonna get to him near the end, right? And then that when Webb went for the pass and Anderson got him back, it slowed them up enough and gave Jet like a two second gap, another two seconds on his lead that he had there. Yeah. Um, but um uh yeah, that kid is uh it's pretty easy to talk about him in the highest of uh, highest regard, man. He's damn, he's damn good. Yeah. Damn good. Um, before we end this too, uh, no updates. Uh, MX one one uh, still nothing signed there. That's sort of the last piece of the team puzzle. Um, I'll be digging in with the PRMX guys to see if they're coming to Canada continuously over the, the few weeks here. Obviously they've, uh, you saw that they put hand or Hampshire served Harrison on the 450 on the weekend. Um, to bump up for that Tanty guy, he got did you see that crash? Oh my god, that was wow. horrible. That was a log for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that 450 just tossed him. Um, but yeah, um, not much Canadian stuff at the moment. The schedule gets released, like we said, in about a week's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah one week. Did yep. you see uh, this is off topic, but Galdi, did you see um, uh, Karen Fitzgerald get all messed up at the top? Oh, the I did. I just, I, you know, good. Thanks for bringing that up. I just watched it before we got on this. Yeah. Because yeah. he looks like he knocks himself out in the middle of the desert somewhere. Scary. <laughs> Sunday scary. It's big time. This yeah. big time Sunday. Jesus. <laughs> the Sunday scary. I don't think he was hammered, though. No. Um, the uh, the Sunday scares. Yeah, I guess he ran out of gas and he got stuck. And then he, yeah, he was trying to pass a quad yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, Dude, that shit's so. So dangerous. Yeah, so dangerous. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty crazy. Uh, oh, actually, uh, another quick shout out. Um, Tyler Gibbs had a good weekend in the. Um, good, yeah. Is it the GT Arena Cross? I'm sorry, I should know this. GT Arena Motocross. That's it, Arena Motocross. Yeah, he had a good weekend. Good to see him. Uh, up in, we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch with him and get some updates uh, in the coming weeks for the next shows. And then um, Zach, you from Zeph is in Germany. 
I saw that too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So we'll have to get a, we'll get in touch with him maybe when he returns and get his uh, story about Germany. But uh, stuff out there. If you follow those guys on their Instagrams or whatever, you can get a little updates, and we'll we'll give you updates through ours as well. And um, racetech racetech.com Noof. That's what puts you in the upper echelon of fat old vet guys. That's what all. That's the only reason you're fast. My uh, my regionals coming up here pretty uh, pretty quick, Aldi for Loretta's. So plus forty. Let's go. Stop it. What? I'm going to Horn Rapids. Uh, when is it? March or April. April. You're not going to Loretta's. You will not make that happen. I want well, you to, but right. you won't. You no, won't I won't do it. No way. No, there's no way I'm going. You have it. Are you quitting at the Honda team? No, I'm not. No, I'm not going to Loretta's. I'm just going to qualify for it. Okay, well, there'll be like three vet guys there, so you just pay your money. Yeah, exactly. I want one of those big tickets. Well, you got to go to the second one. I'm going to. It's at Washougal. Are you here? What day? There's you're, there's for sure a Canadian national at that. No, there isn't. It's, it's oh, done wow. before June. It's done You've before actually June. done your research. Yeah. yeah. So then you're going to go to Loretta's. No, I just want the ticket. Deschambeau ends. Then you can drive all night. <laughs> actually, no, I think practice is that Sunday usually. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to make it. Well, I'd have to miss Deschambeau. Rent a helicopter like Josh Woods did back in yeah. 2001. Ron Ashley. <laughs> 2000, whatever that year. <laughs> Went um, helicopter and fly down there. <laughs> like there's big bets on me too because I think I can. I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm gonna. I would win because I know those guys are really good, but I think I could be pretty competitive in 40, right? Um, but my friends seem to think otherwise. So, your oh, your your close friends, my other friends, yes. Wait, is 40 a, a B though? No. So that's because you know how the age thing splits yeah, yeah. right each year, or whatever. So forty is like a regular one. You like the kefir and the and the yeah. brownies and yeah, stuff like that. Wow, yeah, very I cool. Some, I, I think with some work, I could be top five. Okay, um, well now you got to do this. You're talking shit. You can't. You can't do that. Well, you can't say this now. Or you? Oh, I could. I could. Why don't you do it right now? Stamp it. I I can't get past the Sunday scaries, let alone train, Goldie. Like, <laughs> come on. Ken, tell us about your snow bike. Is it, tell me okay. you didn't put a kit on your 125. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, I have a 450. I have a KTM 450. Um, the reason I didn't what? ride it this year, yeah, the reason I didn't ride it this year is okay. Oh. So, it uh, the motor blew up on it about three years ago, and it took me three years to get it up and running. And then just towards the end of the summer last year, I got it uh, all fixed and put the motor in, and then. Figured it was probably better just to throw the snow bike kit on it when it was warm out because my garage isn't heated. So I just threw it on there and that's why I wasn't riding that thing. But it's huh. pretty much ready to go. Yeah. Sit around and wait for 2025. Yeah. <laughs> and that right there, ladies and gentlemen, is the perfect way to end the first okay. show of 2024. Another layer in the Ken, the life of Ken. <laughs> Another layer. You're just like an onion. Just like yeah. keep the layers just, just keep coming in for us. Um, big shout out once again to Racetech, racetech.com, Trackers and the Gang. Thanks so much, guys. And uh, like I said, we're in negotiations with everybody else, but thanks for the 2023 support. From KTM, Gas Gas, Husqvarna, Bristol Coachworks, Callus Moto, Gopher Dunes, AMO, um, Hall Race Fuel, Renegade Race Fuel, and Matrix Concepts Canada, and of course, Gopher Dunes. Um, all right, boys. Uh, not a lot there, but um, some information, some fun mm -hmm. stuff, some beef. And uh, about two weeks from now, we will do this again, and uh, we'll have some more information, of course, with scheduling. Uh, we'll talk to some more riders, and uh, the storylines are getting built here. Noof 2024 is off to a uh, banger of a start, whether it was A1 or uh, the CMXU podcast. We're going. Let's do it. All right, boys. Cheers. All right. Later. Bye. I could make you scared. 
you want me to I'm not prepared But if I have to I said I can make you scared It's kind of what I do If you're prepared Here's what I propose to do You're in Russia And more million works of art Whisked out to the world When the Nazis find the whole place dark The thing God's left the museum for good Make you scared If that's what I do If you're prepared If I have to If I make you scared And you pay me to And that's the deal now here's what I can do for you and There's a focus group